All right, we are live with Eric, dude. Eric, you want to say last names? Let's say Juan Mayer. <laughs> At Juan Mayer on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. Uh, my very, very first roommate ever. And we have not got to... Actually, we haven't seen each other in a long time, but... Yeah, it's been like six months at least. At least six months, for sure. Yeah. Um, but good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, glad you came over. Thank you for making it in the torrential downpours <laughs> in San Antonio at the moment. I started pouring. I was I stopped at a Whataburger, and like, it just started pouring down Ooh. right as I was in the drive-thru. That, was, that, was, that should have been a sign. It was yeah. a omen. <laughs> Dude, when you go to Whataburger, what is like your what's your go to out of the out of the classics? Out of the classics, I like uh, well, I always like the A one thick and hearty, but oh, I yeah. hate onions, so I'd order it without onions, and people gave me shit for yeah, that. Yeah, it takes away from the dish. The A one is where it's at though, and the bacon. Um, but I like the 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 barbecue chicken tender sandwich is good. Oh yeah, Ooh, the honey the honey barbecue chicken strip. Is that yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah. That that's that one's good. Go. I ordered taquitos there, man. I know that's taquitos. gonna make taquitos. Yeah, dude. Or they have yeah, they're like little burritos, man. Um, that might make me sound like a bad Mexican, but I <laughs> fucking love it, dude. You're a bad hombre. <laughs> <laughs> Your um, water burger choices make you a bad hombre. I, dude. I like Taco Bell. I know it's not Mexican food, but I like it. No, Taco Bell is more. That's just American stoner food. Yeah, yeah, and they definitely just come up with stuff specifically for. I mean, it's like, let's wrap a chalupa in a chalupa, put it on top of a pizza, and cut it up in force. Do you remember the Inchirito? It was an enchilada burrito. That sounds like an inception. It was, it was fucking amazing, Enchilada dude. burrito. Inchirito. So they would make inch- cheese enchiladas, beef enchiladas, and then wrap it, what, add more? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't remember what it looked like either. I just remember eating them and... Being really into it. <laughs> I think my favorite, I remember growing up after church, it was Taco Sunday, right? 49 cents burritos. 49 man. cents, yeah, yeah. yes. And <laughs> and then the crunchy tacos as well. Those are awesome. Um, I don't think they do any of that anymore. I think they they, they have it, but I think it's, it's like 89 cents, which is still not bad. No, not super cheap for yeah. whatever. Um, I remember <laughs> they had, uh, when a Nintendo 64 came out, they had these like tokens. And if you saved up to equal 64, like on the dot, you would win a free Nintendo 64. Oh, dude, I remember, remember that? that. Yes, yes, so yes, yes, yes. In addition to like adding them up, they also had one where if it, was, it just said 64 on it, you would win the 64. But the thing that they weren't really clear about is that sometimes you'll get the 64 one and it'll say like free taco. And I remember my, my family, we were out like this Taco Bell of like Southwest Military or something. And we, we Those the good ones. We yeah, we <laughs> opened up we opened up our our cup or whatever and like we had the sixty four token, didn't read it, and we lost our shit. My brother and I are like running around to Taco Bell, like, Oh my god, it's Nintendo sixty four <laughs> and we're like going crazy and then like the lady comes from behind the counter and she's like, No, no, you just want a free taco. Oh dude, talk about boner kill as a For kid. Real, dude. <laughs> I, I remember my I never had a 64 until later, but my neighbor had a 64, and my brother Christian and I, we had a PlayStation 1, so we would just kind of like, every day after school, all right, are we playing Legend of Zelda and Banjo and Kazooie (laughs) and Goldeneye, or are we playing like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro? And so we would like share each other's consoles, basically. We used to, um, we were Nintendo kids for, because we were Sega kids at first, and then, um, and then we got... 
we went from Sega to a 64. We didn't ever get a PlayStation or Sega Saturn until we got a 64. And then a couple years later, they, our aunt and uncle or, or all of them together bought us a, uh, a, a Sony PlayStation. And I remember, um, there was a, a an ice cream man that would come up on our street yeah. who like was really into Friday. So we would call him big worm. And I learned 10 years later is because he sold weed from the truck too. Oh. <laughs> but he also sold and like bought like PlayStation games. And I remember Out the ice cream truck. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I think I may know this guy. Yeah. He had like firecrackers, like Metallica t-shirts. He was like, a big fat dude. And he, uh, he, he was like balding. I don't remember. I don't think he ever wore like metal shirts. No, no, because I remember there was like an ice cream truck that would park in front of Zachary Middle School, and it would sell. That might have been him. Yeah, we, we all would, called him Big Worm. Big Worm. <laughs> yeah. I think it was him, dude. I think I know you're talking about. So he was slinging PlayStation games. Yeah, yeah. And I remember um, we got sick of Jet Moto too. Oh my God, Jet Moto. So okay, Andy. Andy sold it to my brother. Sold it to him for five bucks. Dude, wheeling yeah. and dealing. Yeah, yeah. And, and we bought a bunch of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That was the he price fucking of ripped us off, dude. And he was like ten. <laughs> you know, you know. I, I one time, I guess, I traded. So we got like a pack of Japanese Pokemon cards, and it was just like common cards. Yeah. And I traded like a friend of mine for a Charizard holographic American, <laughs> like the entire pack that cost like two ninety nine, just because they were Japanese, dude. But if everyone was happy, no one's really ripped off. <laughs> I guess, man. If you're happy at first, cause, but I mean, I'm sure he found out later. <laughs> Buyer's remorse? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. That's awesome, though. What was the first like PlayStation game did you have? Um, Jet Moto was one of them, I think. Jet Moto 2. Um, I think we got Crash Bandicoot also. Yeah, that's classic. I think classic. we all got them like, around the same time. Like We didn't ask for a PlayStation, but our uncles and aunts just went and got them. Like, in hindsight, I'm so glad they did because... Now I kind of go back and forth. We were we were like kind of like strictly Nintendo kids for a while. Like, oh, we're yeah, the Game Boy. Thing. Yeah, I had a Mario Golf. I never got into Pokemon though, and I kind of regret That's so it. Weird. I know. <laughs> like my first Game Boy. Well, my brother and I split one. Like we shared a Game Boy, and he got blue version, I believe, and I got red version. And so we would just take turns, but we shared that one Game Boy like to the core. But we had a, a cousin, an older cousin. He was the one, he was older, he had a PlayStation, but he was like into Final Fantasy. Yeah. So like that's when we got into like Final Fantasy Tactics. He, we watched him play like Final Fantasy 7, but he was, he played Pokemon. He kind of showed us the way and it was like, that was like our only real Nintendo experience (laughs) until our neighbor had an N64 and it was like Pokemon only. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, a lot of it was like. You know, having friends over and, and the multiplayer part of Nintendo was why we yeah, liked it so much. Yeah, that was cool. Like playing GoldenEye. Yeah. Having sleepovers that your friends come yeah, over yeah. and everyone's like <laughs> playing GoldenEye. Dude, we had controller. like, the, remember those old like big screen TVs that were like oh, super huge? Yeah, they would go so out. Yeah. whenever we play GoldenEye, obviously this was before like LAN parties and shit. We would, we, but we had two cardboard cut out like we had cardboard that we cut and we taped them to the screen so you couldn't screen look at anybody's screen. So we'd have oh. someone stand. We'd have two people stand up, and then two people like sit down on the floor. That way, you can't yeah. like look at everyone's Sne- screen. We got screen peeking. Yeah, screen peeking. Yeah, screen peeking. <laughs> peeking my screen. You know where I'm. I'm camping at. <laughs> you know that's still a problem sometimes. In yeah, video games. It's so weird. You really have to like. Yeah, you got to play online. Well, Andy just got a Switch recently, and we've been playing the fuck out of Mario Kart Eight, dude. Uh, dude, the battle mode is insane. It's awesome. 
I see, I want a Switch only for... I'm one of the people who... I got Pokemon Go since day one. And I've played Pokemon Go since. Yeah. And a lot of it's because of where I work, there's Pokestop, so I don't have to pay for items, and they've upgraded the game. But you can connect the Switch to Pokemon Go. Oh, no shit. With that, those two new ones. It's like, I don't remember. It's like an Eevee edition and a Pikachu edition. Uh-huh. And then you can link, basically, Pokemon Go to your Switch and play it. Like, to me, it blows my mind, but I, I'm like... I don't want to buy it just to play that. <laughs> well, the new Smash Bros. Look, looks awesome. I do like and Smash then, Bros. Uh, the new uh, Mario Party looks okay. dope too. And then also Pokin. I don't know. You, know, you don't know what Pokin is? No. So Pokin is Pokemon, but f- a fighting game. And it's not like... Oh, okay. It's not yeah, like the yeah. RPG version where you press A and they do this. Like, it's no, like you're Pokemon actually, Tournament or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're actually controlling them fight. It's like, is that coming out? I think... Uh, I don't know if it's already out. Oh, I, you know what? I have seen it because they, they spell it like Tekken. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's yeah, pretty dope. But you're actually controlling the Pokemon fighting. Yeah. And uh, Henry was telling me that it was awesome because he's played it. He played it. I think they have it at um, the Blanco games, that uh, that arcade um, I don't on Blanco. It's like a... Should I live on Blanco? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like way down Blanco. Uh, I don't um, know. I can't remember what it's called. I didn't even know there was arcades still open. Well, it's, really. like, it's like they have like... Uh, they have like a traditional arcade, but they also have like these these machines where you pay to be on it for like twenty thirty minutes, and you can play like Japanese games and shit like that. What? Yeah, dude. Uh, you gotta okay. After this, we gotta figure yeah, that for out. Yeah, sure, for sure. I wanna <laughs> I wanna do that. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, Sarah told me about it. That's what's up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I guess let's let's start with our origin story. So <laughs> Eric Eric here, uh, he's my first roommate ever. Um, we went to high school together, although I'm pretty sure I annoyed the fuck out of you. <laughs> Who didn't you annoy the fuck out of the night? I was very, very hyper. It's just... um, no, I thought you were... Qu- I remember the first time, like, my first interaction with you is that Clayton and I were, like, practicing with acoustic guitars or something, being kind of douchey, and uh, <laughs> you came up, and we have acoustic guitars, and you're like, do you guys play some Jimi Hendrix? And we were like, we're playing acoustic, man. Why the fuck would we play Jimi Hendrix? Um, no. That was the first thing I remember talking to you about. I was, dude, I was in high school. I didn't listen to like punk rock, none of that. It was like only old school stuff. And I don't, and I felt so behind. Like I couldn't figure out how to fit in. I met Brian Merriman and he knew like Zeppelin. And I was like, oh, you get, you get, I know y'all knew Zeppelin, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess I, I was behind, especially since I went to, like, a private school most of my life, so I didn't listen to anything. So when everyone was jamming, like, with Silverstein yeah. and Blink-182 and all <laughs> that kind of stuff, I was, like, discovering Zeppelin IV. It's funny, because that was me in elementary school. Like, my dad yeah. would drop us off in the morning, and we listened to K-Zep. Yeah. And, like, I get to, like, school in, like, third or fourth grade, and I would be talking, like, yeah, man, King Biscuit Flower Hour was badass last night. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? Everyone was in like Puff Daddy and like Mace. And, like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in ages. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, that was that was me in, in elementary school. So I, I kind of had to like adapt in, in middle school. So I, I had to, you know, me not going to private school, I think helped. <laughs> yeah. Like we would listen to like DC Talk and POD. It was like, that, that, like POD. Lecrae? You were listening to Lecrae? I'm pretty sure, dude. Christian rapper? <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure I probably went to one of the shows. I remember like I thought POD was like the hardest music I ever heard. And then seventh grade was my first year in public school. And um, I, I I remember listening to System of a Down, Toxicity album came out. And I was like, 
what the <laughs> fuck? I tried to build a prison. And I was like, this, it made me feel like POD was like literally child's play. And I was like, okay. So yeah, you're it, musician, uh, definitely, both in high school. And I remember you're a grade older than me. Yeah. And then you went to UT. Yeah. And you moved to Austin. And I think I was, when I graduated, I was kind of in a situation where I got accepted into a music school, but my parents didn't want me to go. So I was like, well, and I was working, so I had some cash. And I think this was on MySpace, maybe? Yeah, yeah, it was a bulletin. We were like looking for a second roommate, or third roommate, because uh, we were going to live with Roy, and Roy decided he was going to take a year off. I know we were going to live with Kelly at first. We ran through like three or four people, and like they, I, I joined at one point. And it was just me and Kyle, and we needed a third roommate because we couldn't afford it by ourselves, pretty much. Yeah. And you're like, I'm to Austin. <laughs> yeah. I remember that, dude. I just, with like, I don't know, 800 bucks in cash, two trash bags. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Turtles suitcase, two trash bags full of clothes. And I remember driving in like August or end of July, no AC in that black we, Camaro. We moved in on August 18th. And I August eighteenth. Rem- I remember that because that was my uncle and my cousin's birthday. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. August eighteenth, two thousand seven. Eighteenth. Okay, that day will forever remain <laughs> in infamy. That place was fun, and so I remember we had the roommates. Yeah, dude. Uh, big Asian guy. Oh, the neighbors. Uh, Coleman. Coleman. Dude, Coleman. I I still talk to him on Facebook every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, He might listen to this. Uh, That'd be awesome. I hope he does. Shout out. My my favorite Coleman moment. He's this big Asian guy. He bald Asian guy. And he, they were, they were a few years older than us. And uh, they were never at their apartment. Yeah. Cause they were over 21 and we were all like 19, 20. And uh, I remember he used to love Jim Gaffigan and he'd always talk about, Oh uh, my gosh. Hot pocket. Hot pocket. And And you would show up drunk from the bar and knock on our doors. At like, like two thirty in the morning. I remember one time me and Kyle were playing Halo. We were just like nerding out, and he knocks on the door. He's all sweaty, and you could tell he'd been dancing and shit. And he's just like, "What's up, man? I was on Sixth Street, man. There's a bunch of hot bitches." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's glorious. He was one of my favorites. Yeah, he, remember we let we helped him and I can't his his roommate Rosh moved in together. Yeah. We helped them move in. And they gave us a huge ass bottle of Jaeger. Yeah, but they there was a hobo that was with them. Oh, and we helped move the uh, mattress, so we had to get this mattress up these weird flight of stairs. And then I remember the last thing he said was just like, "Teamwork makes the dream work." And then you went upstairs and you're like, "Oh, hey, your friend's still out there." And they're like, "We don't know that guy." <laughs> he just saw us, so decided to help. Yeah, us. And that was like the. That was it. He just helped for no reason. That was the first time I ever heard the phrase teamwork makes the dream work. Same. Same. <laughs> and I think I've been saying it ever since. Yeah. And then he just walked off. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I was like, Austin, so friendly. <laughs> and then the world like chewed me up and spit me out. Oh, man. Uh, but I love that apartment. It was right on 45th and Duval. Yeah. And because our neighbors were never there, I think they may have even had... I don't know, lived with their significant others or something, but they we we had a connected patio and we just had this huge, yeah, huge patio, bro. That was awesome. And probably one of the best views. We could sit out there all the time, always something going on. We used um, to watch uh people get pulled over at that gas station across the street. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I remember buying that camel cigarette sign from that guy when it went out of business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Now yeah. it's like a there's they're owned by a new a new couple and like they have like flags. They sell flags. It's not like it's still a gas station. Oh, like, gotcha. They they have a bunch of flags out there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It was good times, man. Um, that apartment. I felt like that was the first. That's when I like started having fun in college. Yeah. I, I lived in the dorms before that, and uh, I mean, it was you fun. really didn't like to drink. I remember that too. I didn't even drink when I met you. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah, uh, I remember I drank for your birthday for the first time. Yeah, you made me drink one fifty one. <laughs> was it 151 or wild turkey? No, it was 151. I remember. Oh, that's right. I used to buy it because it was cheap. <laughs> I would give Zeke money and it was like $7.99 a bottle and I would mix it with orange Kool-Aid. Oh, man. I I just remember you were like, come on, man. It's my, it's my birthday. Come yeah. on. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I remember like, like that's that's a good way to like just jump straight into the water. You know, I didn't put my toe in fucking 151. No, yeah, you... And you were like straight in the deep end in an Olympic sized <laughs> pool. My brother was giving me shit about because he had been drinking for a while already. And yeah, we can't. We called him pregame Andy. Well, this is before pregame. This was, was well, this is like pre pregame. Pre pregame around the time. Yeah. Um, but I remember he gave me shit. He's like, "Oh damn, you're, you're you think you're already drunk now or what?" I had like one shot. Yeah. Oof. One shot of one fifty one when you don't drink is. <laughs> That'll get you in there. Yeah, I remember he used to talk about like when when we used to drink two elevens and still reserve. Oh, still reserve two eleven for armed robbery. Yeah, he said that he was describing it to somebody one time. It was like still reserve is like if you take a bottle of one fifty one and pour it through a dirty sock. That's what oh, still reserve tastes like. God, dude, I remember the first time drinking one. I felt like it sat in the bottom of my stomach for like four days. Dude, I I, can't, I don't think my body knew how to process it. I can't even taste it now without wanting to throw up. Oh yeah, definitely. I can't imagine we used to drink Tall Boys of that. Dude, I can't even believe when Four Loco came out, we drank <laughs> that. That was disgusting. The first time I had Four Loco was on my college graduation. <laughs> oh god, that's one way to my, celebrate. My brother came up, and I had never had it before. I didn't know what it was all about. I like like I had sparks. I like sparks because it tastes like sweet tarts. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. those. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like sparks, man. It's just more alcohol." So because I graduated, he's like, "We should shotgun these," and I shotgun a four loco. Dude, it's a fucking worst, the worst, worst idea. Yeah, and that was when it was the original recipe. Yeah, that was when, when it was like five hundred milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, fucking niacin, like all this crazy stuff in there. Dude, that night there is some. Okay, so there's this girl. I don't know her. I don't know if anybody knows her. But she was from Austin, but she she was friends with Yoda, I think. And we invited her over for some reason because it was just really just like four or five. We didn't, we didn't have was a I party. There? No. Okay. But this girl, and she, I think one of our friends was looking for weed or something. And she was like, oh, my boyfriend sells weed. Her boyfriend and her boyfriend's best friend come over. And her boyfriend straight up looks like Auto Rocket from Rocket Power. <laughs> Oh yeah, like he, and I I found a tweet recently from that night, and uh, I just remember like talking shit about how he looked like Auto Rocket all night, <laughs> fucked up on Four Loco, and um, this is wait, is this where someone pissed or threw up everywhere? Yeah, this homeboy like w- the next morning, I, we, I showed up to the aftermath of this. He he woke up on our on our couch, and it was uh it was full of piss. He was naked in our bed, full of piss. One of my brother's friends. Actually fucked his girlfriend in the woods. Oh and, my gosh! And the dead dude's best friend was out there, like with them. It was like all three of them. Like they had like a threesome outside in the woods. That is, 
some caveman shit. <laughs> <laughs> While he was passed out, because he tried to go toe to toe with Zeke. Oh, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Dude, even fucking even rookie when, mistake, man. No, I tried. I remember when I got up there and I knew I could booze out of like a natural tolerance. I was like, I can, I can go toe to toe with Zeke. No one could. We would remember we would do the thing with a bottle of KD and we'd sit around in a circle and we'd pass it until yeah. the whole thing was gone, oh, dude. God. Yeah, dude. Talk about. Okay, so. In Austin, Texas, there's a place called the Metropolis. I don't know if it's called that anymore, but this is where some of our friends used to live, and a lot of crazy shit went down, including probably the craziest house party that makes these movies that throw (laughs) house parties look like a joke. There were police helicopters, cinder blocks thrown through windows. Do you oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah, that was Pruitt's going away party. Pruitt's going away she party. She was going to L.A. for like the summer. Yep. And we were raising money for her. And some uh, dude tried to steal that money. Oh. And then... A riot broke yeah, out. Yeah. And like, we were on the second floor, maybe. Yeah. And people were jumping off the edge. There was like 100 people trying to go in. This kegger. <laughs> booze everywhere. And people were like jumping off the side of the balcony. Yeah. Hel- police helicopters came. <laughs> dude. That, insanity that place is nuts man um it was like it was like a like a secret stage in tony hawk's pro skater like <laughs> i feel like you could like grind on anything in that apartment and i remember they had like the whole niche was like it was like kooky and weird yeah it was supposed and, to be like an eclectic weirdo yeah and they had like a uh there was a one inside of one of the apartments was like a fake plane to make it look like it went through oh the yeah building. i remember that yeah so it looked like this weird, like Tony Hawk's pro skater, like secret level. level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was nuts. Um, we had some good times there. I hated spending a night there. I felt oh, like yeah. I get hepatitis just from like laying on the floor. Yeah. Well, there were like concrete floors, like yeah. prison. Um, you want to tell people about the uh, sand volleyball pit, bro? <laughs> so when when they all moved in there, uh, they used to have this like fight night. And this, 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 the volleyball pit, they had like a volleyball, a court. literal fight club. Yeah. And it was, but it was, it was weird because it was like, it was really friendly. And, uh, you would think something like that could, could easily like escalate into like, you know, disagreements and shit like that. But it didn't, it never did. Never did. Cops were yeah. even cool. With yeah. Yeah. The cops came by one time and I think someone called the cops on them and the cops came out and realized that it was like civil, I guess, where civil was a, a fight club c- can be. <laughs> Yeah. And they were like, yeah, I mean, you know, as, as long as nothing's getting out of hand, you guys are good. They yeah. even stayed and watched a match or two. Yeah, they did stay and watch a match. Um, but I remember uh, one of the nights we well, the first night we went, that was when, it was like a week or two after you moved up to Austin. And um, we're all out there. And uh, Zeke was just like fighting anybody just, just yeah. for fun. And, um, which he liked to do. Yeah. And, uh, the whole time they were like asking us like, Oh, who wants to get in? Who wants to get in? And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then you were all like, fuck it, man. I'll do it. Okay. Now (laughs) just, just to give up, like just to preface the story, it was my first time ever drinking gin. Also, (laughs) Zeke had a bottle of new Amsterdam, like a huge ass handle. You weren't even drunk yet though. Dude. Yeah. I was getting drunk while all this was happening. Cause like I never drank gin and i'm chugging it straight from a bottle and i'm like getting is this the night i fought yeah it's the night you fought but what i remember you fought you fought zeke and for some reason you kept on putting your head down oh and he was punching and me in the zeke back was of the- just like wailing on the back of your head yeah and then like after you finished you started puking everywhere and i yeah. remember zeke came up to you and you're like oh man you have too much to drink and you're like i haven't had anything all day no it wasn't 
No, I drank. You drank? I <laughs> was throwing up from being concussed. Yeah, that's what it was. It was horrible. Um, that, that's one of many head injuries in my <laughs> life. Dear Lord, I'm so glad we settled down from that. Yeah. But people, and that was also when YouTube was popping up because they were putting the fights on YouTube. That's right. I wonder if we could find some on the archives. We need to look that up. I don't know. I think they took a lot of them down because they stopped doing it because people were, I think it started escalating. Yeah. And then they stopped. I just got lazy about it too. But uh, but I remember Kyle took you home and I was just like, hey don't, man, don't let him fall asleep. <laughs> don't fall asleep. Uh, bad head injury. Like Zeke felt really bad too. He was just like, oh yeah. Man. And like it was right after he fought a Marine. Yeah. He yeah. like just got done whooping this Marine's ass. And well, then, I think they tied. That, yeah, that dude was, that dude was. You have better memory of that night than I do. I yeah. guarantee it. <laughs> this dude was like, he wasn't huge, but he was bigger than Zeke. But then most, he was lean. He was cut. Yeah. Definitely like and PT. Like, he takes his shirt off and he's got a tattoo of like like a tiger scratch on his, his chest. <laughs> and underneath is a fucking American flag. Yes. And we, we all call him Guile for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> We're just waiting for him to sonic boom on Zeke. Yeah. But uh, Zeke cut up, opened his head, and then he got Zeke pretty good too. Yeah, I remember that. And then for some reason, I, would, I was like, I'm, I'll, I'll go next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I remember that uh, that same night there was that one big dude who looked like he was forty, but he was like twenty five. He was like six <laughs> two. He's the one that bought his beer for. Um, he bought the kegs for our first party. Okay, his name was like Travis or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he he went up and there was this, this really small dude, and uh, they're like, "Oh, you guys should fight!" And the small dude beat the shit out of him. And, like, after they finished, they're talking to this small dude, and they're like, oh, man, like, are you, like, a fighter? Like, do you train MMA? And he's like, no, man, I just took a bunch of meth about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I learned, I learned never to fuck with anybody on meth that night. <laughs> dude, yeah. And you never do. Austin, that was also before everyone was had smartphones and yeah. stuff. So people got away with a lot of sketchy stuff, bro. There is one time we were at a party there, and this dude seemed pretty normal, pretty, like, chill dude. I think he was, like, a student, too. He just casually was just like, oh, so, like, um, how you guys been, blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you. He's like, oh, I tried crack last weekend. We're just looking at him like, what? Are you serious? He's like, yeah, it's not that great. I wouldn't recommend it. I remember that stuff. Yeah, he's just, like, casually talking about it. And then one of the neighbors there, remember, she would be naked (laughs) and having tea parties. Oh by herself God. with uh, the little animals. Because we had to walk down the hallway and then you would take yeah. a left. And she had like the corner um, apartment. She looked like a mummy. Like she had that, like her her skin was like. Keith Richards style. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember one time I was out with uh, a friend as he was um, engaging in um, smoking. And uh, <laughs> he was smoking a jazz cigarette. And um, she comes out of her apartment. And she, you could tell she just got out of the shower, but I guess she didn't have towels, so she used like a rug to wrap up her oh body. Oh God, yeah. And she's like, "Hey, you guys, you guys smoking?" And we're just like, Ugh. "Yeah." I think nah. he, he gave it to her, and we just left and went back to the party. Yeah, no, no. I remember like multiple times just walking, and she was having a tea party with stuffed animals, butt naked, and <laughs> and but the thing was. Wasn't that one of the only locations in Austin besides one other place yeah. where you could publicly be nude? You know the other places? It was probably that co-op. Yeah, it's the fucking co-op. That, that co-op. The 21st and Pearl or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. 21st Street um, co-op. That place, 
was so weird because some of the the rooms were just glass. It was windows. Yeah, that place is like Neverland, man. That's uh, another place I didn't like to stay tonight. <laughs> no, and it was one of the dirtiest things I've ever seen. And I remember one time Yoda was so thirsty, but there's no clean cups or anything. He just beer he got a beer bong and just chugged water because there was no <laughs> clean cups or anything. It was disgusting there, dude. And I remember like walking my first time there, walking down to go to I guess like the cafeteria or whatever, yeah. and like just guy just butt naked doing yoga. <laughs> Or I guess his version of yoga, because I don't know any of those stances were proper. There's a, I remember the first time I saw, uh, the first time I was there, this dude's walking around wearing nothing but like those beer helmets. Oh, He's yeah. He's got like two beers. Oh, yeah. It's like a baseball helmet. He's just walking around, like flopping around and wearing nothing but that. Flopping <laughs> around. <laughs> just uh, flopping around, chugging and a flopping. <laughs> or you just a chugging and a flopping. That place was nuts too, man. Yeah, that really, uh, brought that that circle of friends really brought us together and then the fact like prut moved in and it was like a neighbor she like lived in the same apartment oh that's before she moved to the co-op yeah yeah we were all that that circle of friends man that was really cool that was fun brought it all back to san antonio somehow yeah um but yeah in the end we and we all retained and stayed friends austin kind of spit us all out at the same time it did and uh yeah i left a little earlier well, I've got this theory, not so much a theory, but it's kind of a thing. And I feel like a lot of us never appreciated San Antonio. And I feel like a lot of people that move to Austin from San Antonio, if they go up there and they move into a new place, they usually stay there for less than five years. By five year mark, they end up moving back to San Antonio or they move somewhere yeah. else. Um, it's it's weird. And I don't it's not anything bad against Austin. I think it's just one of those things that like you realize that, you know, San Antonio is not bad. And I no. and the opposite, in fact, because when you I remember before I left, I was like, oh, I'm going to Austin. It's going to be so fun. Like San Antonio is so lame and boring and blah, blah, blah. And then when I came back, I was like, oh, my God, I miss this place. Yeah. I miss like if I do want to go somewhere, there's places to go. There are events. Our downtown's actually cool. Yeah, for sure. Like. You know, and now it's just blossomed into, I mean, you have the brick, brick, the blue star or the blue star district, the pearl, I mean, the, the St. The St. Mary strip yeah. is, I think way more fun than 6th street. Oh yeah. For I'd sure. rather go to the strip than 6th street any, any day. Of the week. One of my friends, except is, for high tones. <laughs> Sorry, I got to punt that in like almost every podcast. One of my friends, uh, moved here from Austin and, uh, I was trying to like tell her like what was like, like what, what, what San Antonio parts were like. Austin parts and like the strip is kind of like um E6. Yeah. It's kind of hipsterish a little bit but it's still a good variety. It's not Yeah. I still love E6. Um Yeah. Dirty 6 is is kind of like downtown San Antonio if you want to go to Pat O'Brien's that's True. like Dirty 6. Um and then like the, the Pearls kind of like Rainy Street. Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. totally. Um so it was it's kind of funny cuz like after a while she started like noticing these things too. Yeah. Um but I mean this shit was already here, you know. We just never yeah. knew about it. And um San Antonio is so big, I think that it makes it kind of where it's hard to discover these things. It's a lot easier now cuz internet is a lot more accessible and events can pop up yeah, and for sure. I, I think when I moved back, I didn't realize like how many events go on every yeah. single day. And like it, Every day, if you go to the Pearl or if you go downtown, there's an art show. Yeah, there's there there's a band playing somewhere. Everyone says, "Oh, Austin music capital, dude." There's shows every single yeah. night, open mics every single night in San Antonio, and 
maybe it was because we're older when we moved back and we yeah. were able to do those things maybe but i think i definitely appreciate it more now for sure and and i think that's one thing that the five years i spent in austin like i for a while when i moved back i was trying to move back up to austin and uh, after about a year or two, I kind of gave up. Every once in a while, I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind living there again. But I feel like it's somewhere I like to go for like maybe three days yeah. max. And then I want to come back. Um, this is so crowded. Yeah. And it's... You remember when South by Southwest... <laughs> oh, we... Dude, the Death <laughs> from Above show. Okay, well, awesome. do you remember when it used to just be small? Yeah. Before it was like now this crazy we, huge. We lived there at, at the time that we lived there. It was when it was starting to get huge, like yeah. bigger and bigger. And I think oh seven the year that well that it was oh eight that South by Southwest was kind of like one of the bigger ones. That's when all the like I mean corporations are always there, but that's when it was more corporate than anything else. But I gotta, dude, we gotta tell the story about Beauty Bar and <laughs> Death from Above. So I remember, I I had a I had a badge that year because I was working sound. And I went and I stayed up with y'all and there was a secret show and it was one of those like word of mouth shows. Yeah. And it was at Beauty Bar and it was Death From Above who I think, remember, they were broken up, they, I think. That was their first show after they reunited. Yeah. So they, they, they reunited. They haven't played a show yet. And Death From Above 1979. 79, yeah. Yep, there you go. And dude, this thing. So I end up going in. I get inside. This was the first like full on riot I've ever been in. <laughs> and y'all were outside, outside of this gated fence and they decided to play in this small patio with yeah. a gated fence. And there must have been how many people do you think? Like, because there's people on rooftops watching. Yeah. People started climbing buildings. Yeah. And next thing we know, they, they're like three songs in. And the, the fence gets yeah. ripped down. Dude, Cal, the Austin police yeah. on horses on come by, yeah. start coming through and just pepper spraying people. So um, I remember I had a hunch that they were going to play us out by show. And I this is before I had a smartphone. So I was getting text notifications from Twitter. And I was I was watching Brian. You're like an OG Twitter user. Yeah. Oh, you, you created my Twitter. You Back and Michelle. In the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um so this is this is twenty eleven and I still was wasn't on the smartphone bandwagon yet. Um and I don't know how I would wouldn't be now because I, I shit, I use my phone for everything now. Yeah. Well we're cyborgs now. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember I was getting Twitter notifications texted to me and I was watching Bright Eyes and I love Bright Eyes and all of a sudden I think it was either you it might have been you and a bunch of other people were like, dude, they're playing Beauty Bar. No, I remember telling you. I yeah. was like telling you, Andy, everyone was like, hey, they're yeah, playing Beauty it was Bar, get here. 20 bucks, I think, if you didn't have a badge. So we we tried to we try to go. We went up the bridge. I think we we didn't walk there. I don't think we took. That was before Uber also. Yep, Uber didn't I exist. don't know how we got that. I think we rode our bikes. We rode our bikes there. And so my brother and I go, and, and he's he's a, a maniac on the bike. So I'm, he's like, True. I'm holding him back. If, I think if he would have gone by himself, he would have got in. But by the time we got there... They were about to start, and the line was already way out, and no one was going to come out. It's one no. in, one out at that point. And they wouldn't let us leave once we were in. They are like, if you leave, that's You're done. done. Yeah. yeah. So I remember we just like, well, fuck it. There's this chain link fence. We can hear them from there. We might be able to peek through. A bunch of other people had this idea as well. They were probably more, they were 
probably about 200 people outside. I don't know how yeah. many people were inside. I mean, you could probably fit another 200 inside, yeah. but we were all like sardines. Yeah. And we weren't allowed to even go inside Beauty Bar. Oh, yeah. Because it was separate. Once you went inside the bar bar. You had to go around again. You, had, you were out. Over. You're technically out, even if you had a badge. Jeez. And so I had to listen to all this. And this is like when dubstep was coming up and I didn't like it that much. <laughs> and, uh, and I couldn't get a drink because it was cash only and I only had a debit card. So I waited like two and a half hours in that sardine thing just <laughs> with like a pack of smokes like just waiting. But once they hit the stage, oh, the nuts. police wanted to shut it down. Yeah. And then they went back up and were like, no. <laughs> and they just kept playing. I remember because that, that chain link fence was rattling for yep. a while. And it was like once the, once the band started, that's when it started. And we were like, holy shit, this might actually fall down. And sure enough. I think the third or fourth song in, it just falls down. And that's when they pull out the tasers and yep. the pepper spray. And I remember um, Yoda got pepper sprayed like directly. Oh, yeah. I caught just the tail end of it and it sucked. So I can only oh. imagine getting it. My brother got pepper sprayed. And um, Yoda wasn't even mad because I remember he <laughs> drove me to my car on his a motorcycle afterwards. And he's like, bro. If you think that's spicy, I put that on tacos. And I was just like, oh, dude, never. And he's like slapped that horse in the ass and then just made things even crazier. Like, Well, it's funny because when, when the cops came on, on the horse on horseback, I look at my brother and I'm like looking at everyone else. I'm like, dude, we're the darkest people here. We're going to be the first to get arrested. <laughs> so I grabbed my brother. I'm like, do we need to get the fuck out of here? And he's like, well, let's just kind of step back. And we stepped back. I'm glad we didn't leave because we they still were still playing. And I remember this dude had like a beer can. It was like a tall boy. And he like was walking by me and he like threw it behind it, behind him. And it hit a horse and the horse went crazy for a second. And I'm like, fuck, they're going to think that's me. So I'm like trying to like like put my hands up and like show like hey I didn't do it and all of a sudden uh, three or four cops tackle that dude and just arrest him, dude. But uh, it was nuts, man. That was I'm, fun. <laughs> there was a video of that on YouTube too. I remember it was the the beauty bar riot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of those were from me. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I took video of it and I um I wrote about you it. You wrote an article about it. Yeah, I wrote about it for the Examiner. That article got me my job at the Current actually. That's the, what's up. I, I sent it to the editor of the current at the time, music editor at the time, and she really liked it. So like that that opened some doors for me a little bit. So yeah. that was pretty cool. And you want to tell the people a little bit about your your writing uh for stickerfridge.com yeah. as well? So um as you guys know, Sticker Fridge is a great website. Um a while back, uh, I, I did a couple of podcasts. I did the fan films a couple of times with Brian and, and Zach. And um and I had asked him, you know, I was looking for a new website to write for. I used to write for this website, Creative Socialite, but um, that guy moved to Seattle, so it was kind of sparingly writing for them. And uh, I wanted a new website to write for, just something I can put whatever I wanted. Uh, so I had asked him if they wanted any kind of content. And you know, we started talking, and and uh, those are the coolest dudes. They, I mean, they're open to anything create, creative-wise in, in San Antonio and in the Austin area. Um, so I started writing for them, and... Um, we started putting out little articles and then, uh, Elisa from late night swipes. Yes. Um, also her, another podcast you got to listen to on sticker fridge. Yeah. I'm, I'm on that one too. <laughs> yep. Um, season two, episode one. Yeah. Yeah. And episode two. Wait, no, no that's just Brian. A, Brian. Brian right. episode two. But, um, Elisa and I go way back and, um, you know, she, uh, she wanted to start writing. So she's got the, the pendeja diaries, yeah. which is, uh, which is a lot of fun to read. 
um, my mom, I showed my mom a couple of them and she's like, oh, she's like, she's like a little, little Mexican Carrie Bradshaw from <laughs> Sex in the City. And, uh, at least I appreciated that. But uh, yeah, check, I mean, check us out. If you want to write for us, let us know. Uh, I'm going to be upfront. We can't pay you, but um, if you want something to, to show off your stuff, um, you know, we're not, we're not making money off of this. If we were, we would definitely pay you. Um, Definitely. But it's a it's a great it's it's just a great website overall, and I think it's, it's something that it'd be great to get more and more people involved with it. Yeah, I believe the Sticker Fridge Collective right now is it's it's growing, um, and I think that we have the right group of people for sure. It's eclectic, but it's still very San Antonio. Yeah, and uh, there's a little something for everyone. I think I think if you go to the website stickerfridge.com and just look through articles, podcasts, you can listen to fantasy football podcasts. You can hear this podcast. You can hear uh, late night swipes with Kyle Anderson, at least talking about dating apps and relationship advice. Um, all the fan films and director showdowns. Yeah, they're where they do fun. Director showdowns where they go through movies and movie reviews. Like if you're if you're a movie buff, definitely that's your. That's your number one place to go. They're releasing. Uh, I know this this week. The Brent from Director Showdown did his top five favorite movies every week. They're putting out each of our favorite movies. So um, I know I did a write up. Did you do a write up for that? Not yet. Not yet. He asked me. I haven't done it yet though. Um, that should be fun. So yeah, just, yeah, just you know, stay stay tuned. That's what's up. Keep man. us in your favorites. <laughs> but man, um, dude, it has been a wild ride. Our friendship, man. For so. sure, man. From Comarts to now. So we have, so there's a couple of questions we got from uh, Instagram. Well, one of it was, we're ever in a situation where we had to run from the law. I mean, obviously, just a lot of the things in Austin that happened. But um, remember, we were like in a weird phase of borrowing IHOP rugs. (laughs) No, it wasn't (laughs) even IHOP. That was one time, but... We got really klepto for a while. I remember we you, you stole a, a fire extinguisher from Crystal's apartment one time. What? Or maybe Kyle did. Yeah, I don't remember stealing that damn fire extinguisher. It was like one of the, like the, the fire extinguishers like hanging outside, and we were like, we should take that. So we did. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then uh, we had like a, like it was like a Spanish sign. It was like a, in front of like a law firm or something so that we speak Spanish to habla espanol. And like I remember, you guys came out because I wasn't with y'all when y'all got that. You're like, dude, we stole this from the front lawn of this like law firm or something. Oh my gosh, we had a bunch yeah. of shit that did not belong to us. <laughs> it made our apartment look cool. Yeah, we had some uh, some caution cones for wet floors. I do remember that. <laughs> I hop rug outside. Yeah, that was a very interesting apartment. Yeah, yeah. it would have been so cool to like buy that one, but also buy the one next to it and break that wall out and have like a condo right That'd there. Be dope. That would be sweet, right? Yeah. Um, we never had a joint party. We always talked about having a joint party where you know both of our apartments would have a party at the same time. Yeah, theirs was always empty, too. Yeah, but they were always just going to 6th Street because they could, and we yeah, couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't. <laughs> We'd have to get like Zeke or someone to buy us beer and yeah. drink at home. But that was some good times. That first party we had, that was like my first... That was the first time I ever hosted like a party party, not like I remember that, like not like a kid's birthday party, you know. That was my first like adult party. Yeah, and uh, that was a good time. Um, That's why I also can never, I can't drink Fireball. Well, I can't drink anything because of uh, the hot damn, hot damn one hundred and one. 
if anyone remembers what that is, a cinnamon <laughs> schnapps that was almost syrupy. It was basically it's basically fireball, fireball that yeah. was just a I higher think it proof. Better though. God, I don't even know the smell of it. When Fireball came out, I was bartending, and they were promoting it, and so we <laughs> carried it, and we I I took a shot of it because they were the you know they were promoting it. And we had to taste the product and all that, and next thing I knew. I wanted to immediately vomit, <laughs> but that you did throw an awesome party. Yeah, we did. We threw an awesome party. It was all, all three of us. Um, I remember uh, this really tall girl passed out in the downstairs bathroom. Oh my gosh! <laughs> she had to get her stomach pumped. Yeah. Well, uh, her friends left her because she was. She wanted to stay with this dude, this like douchey guy who I didn't even oh know who my. knew him. He was doing magic for her. Um, yes, you can't just randomly shut up and did magic tricks. Yeah, and then she was like, and didn't someone catch like a bird? Yeah, and brought it into the apartment. He's like, I caught a dove. Yeah, it was it was a it was a fucking pigeon. It was it was a grackle. Yeah, it was it a was grackle, a dirty ass bird. He just like caught it and brought it in. And uh, so many weird things happened. That that dude that was doing magic was like hitting on her all night, and then when she passed out, he just left. Yeah, he disappeared. And dude, her, that's the best magic trick in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he was like abracadabra, I'm gone, bitch. Her, her friends were like at another party, and we we couldn't get her downstairs. And I remember, oh, because she was like six foot one or yeah, two. I remember I was so fucked up. I thought it was an okay idea to just drag her by her feet. Yeah. And her friends are like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And I remember, I remember my brother just was like, I got this. And he grabbed her and like put her on his shoulder, like Rambo style. Yeah. And even then her feet were still dragging. And yeah. Like, and her friends were like, that's fine. Let's just get her down. He carried her down like two flights of stairs. It was harder to get her down the stairs than it was to get the kegs up the stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is a fact. Yeah, that was a uh, that was fun. That was a good party, and that was the first. That was the first time I felt like I was living like the college life. Yeah, that was the first time where like uh, I was young. I was younger than everyone. I yeah, was eighteen, 18. when all this was happening. <laughs> so I was around all these older people, and I was just like, "Wow, this this is the college life." Like <laughs> partying with UT people, going like, "Oh man," <laughs> experienced a lot my first year I moved there with y'all. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a good time. We shared a room together. Oh um, yeah. We shared a room. That was so weird. It wasn't weird at the time though. It's weird now, but it wasn't weird at the time. I can almost remember your ringtone you, you'd wake up to. It was, uh, what's his name? That was on a, not American Idol. CeeLo. CeeLo Green. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was Norris Barkley. Norris Barkley. Yeah. I remember waking Fuck, up to that. I forgot about that. Yeah. But I remember, because I mean, I had just come from the dorm, so it's pretty much like living in the dorm. You yeah. slept on it. I don't know how the fuck you slept on that that futon. That dude. futon sucked, dick, dude. Dude, we. Uh, by the time we left, it was covered. <laughs> it was black futon. By the time we left, it was white stains all <laughs> over that thing. Dude, Zeke slept on that futon for another three years or another year when we lived together. Because oh I gave it gosh. to him, he broke it. <laughs> I don't know how it was. I don't. I remember even. One time Yoda getting drunk and walking in that room and pissing in our closet. Yeah. <laughs> and he wouldn't stop. He walked in our closet because the closet door is next to the bathroom door and he thought he was in the bathroom. Yeah. And I found... And that's how your brother got his name pregame. Because we call him pregame because we'd get plans to go out that night or go to some party in West West Austin, West Campus or something. Yeah. And he would get so pumped <laughs> to go party that he would end up uh, just... Basically, getting too drunk and passing out before we even left. Uh, 
uh, it's funny because because Andy gave Andy the nickname. Yeah, Andy's like, dude, you you don't no one pregames like you. We should just start you pregame Andy now. It was yeah. a way to differentiate the Andy. Yeah, there was two, that was Texas Andy and pregame <laughs> Andy. And actually, in in my phone, for almost like a decade, it was to distinguish him. At first, I had Bro Andy, which was your brother, yeah. and then The Andy. The- and it was the Andy forever until it was Texas Andy. I have a fucking hilarious story about the Andy, and I don't know if I can tell it. I've already brought it up. It's not bad. It's not bad. Hold well, on. I gotta take a leak real quick. <laughs> All right, pee break. All right, so we're back. Sorry, my bladder could not take take it. So you got an awesome story about the Andy. Yeah. So. Um, Back when we had our klepto stage, they they had a klepto stage too, um, and uh, they we were at a party one time. You were at that party, and uh, does this involve a hookah? Yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about. So so we, <laughs> one of our friends um, who remain nameless, had some friends who had a party, and we went over, and it was supposed to be like an after party for their band. And we get there and we're like, oh, like, you know, when's when's it start? And they were like, oh, it already started. <laughs> and I felt kind of bad because like, no, we were like the only people there. And, and we were we were like party pirates. Yeah. We yeah. would just show up to parties and get the thing going. And uh, at one point they decided to bring out a hookah. Was this what just this, this is what inspired us to buy a hookah, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we and we had smoked hookah at like, you know, shishas and stuff. We had never smoked it at someone's house before. Yeah. So they bring out their hookah and um, they bring out this liquor and we're all having a good time. And um, one of our friends, because your, your brother was in town yep. with one of his friends, and I won't say his name, but uh, <laughs> he, he yeah. was, they were still in high school. And it was his first time drinking. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's why I tried, when we were leaving the place trying to get him down the road, he was like. Well, he gets wasted. He does. He comes out of a room, like out of the bathroom. And he knocks over the hookah. Now this hookah's huge too. Yeah. It's not like a one hose. This is like, like a five a, hose. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge five hose hookah. And the coals drop on this sofa and like light it on fire. It didn't get like on fire fire, but it definitely like left Yeah, it burned. It started burning. So I'm helping them clean up or whatever. And then the host of the house, who's a really cool guy, I feel really bad because he he had this like real thick country accent. And he comes up, he's like, Hey man, it's cool, man. It's cool. Just It'd be a lot cooler if your homeboy helped us clean up too. And I'm like, oh, good point. So I'm going out to to check on him, and I look up, and him, you, and all of our other friends are just just take off running because apparently one of our other friends stole a bunch of DVDs. Okay. I'm not going to D- say his name yeah, either. DVDs and like a TV, but he and an iPod. A, no, no, it was an iPod. iPod. So I I start running. I, I just my instincts yep. kick in, and I start running. And just like in Superbad, our homeboy who's like drunk stops and then just pukes everywhere. Yep, everywhere. So and- we we left that party and everything was whatever. And um, Andy and Zeke and a few other of our friends stayed back and we're partying with them. And then the next morning we find out that all of them tried to steal their big screen TV from them. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to walk out with like their huge ass TV and uh, – one of our friends' friends was saying, like, yeah, and they sold a bunch of DVDs and my iPod. I mean, they didn't realize it was one of our other friends that did that. So anyway, fast forward six, eight months later. We go to the same house. Go to the we? same house. 
and under and the, under different names, one of the guys. Well, yeah, and we we don't know it's the same house. We was like our, our friends talking about this party, and she forgets that this whole thing happened. And I, well, I remember going there and be like, "This looks like freakishly familiar." Like I remember this backyard. Andy had lost a bunch of weight, and he walks in, and we realize, "Oh shit, this is the same house. These are the same people." And that same guy comes up to him, and he's like, "Hey man, you look real familiar." And Andy's like, oh, no, my, my name's David, man. I, I've never met you before, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, man, you look real familiar. And he's just like, going around like, yeah, go ahead, help yourself, blah, blah, blah. And he comes back like 10 minutes later, and he's like, I know it. I know where I know you from. You look just like this motherfucker who tried to steal our TV about six months ago. But you're a lot better looking, man. And like, there's a beard in his face. Yeah. And he's like, Andy looks at me, he's like, dude, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yep. To this day, I don't know if he actually knew and was just like throwing an olive branch. No, or if, I don't I think, think he so. actually didn't know. I, he was Andy lost weight and looked different, and we got. He said he was a different name <laughs> the whole time. Um, and then I think something slipped at the end. That's why we ended up having to leave because I think I was, you know, <laughs> I think I accidentally said his real name, and then they were like, "Hey, wait a second And then that's when we had to leave. I remember that was the night that um, I talked about this on Late Night Swipes, where I met this girl who had just graduated, and she was from the English department, and I was like, oh, like I heard the English department's really bad, and she's like, no, I loved it, and just like completely like shunned me for the rest of the night. I don't think I had... I don't think my main... I didn't really have any focus on... Late. Actually, remember, I had a crush on the girl that worked at like some hairdresser place. Yeah. And I bought tickets to an Every Time I Die show to take her. How do we meet her? It was a party. It was a Halloween party. <laughs> Halloween party. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah, was, I met she her. She at that Halloween party with the Strawberry Shortcake Girl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't even want to get into that. That poor girl. Um, God bless her. She's probably a cam girl now. No, I think she probably has like three kids or something. She's probably She's probably like... What's watch, it called? Watch she all got her shit together and <laughs> fucking a lawyer now or something. Yeah. Probably fucking a lawyer. <laughs> um, but I met her and I like just was a super infatuated with her. I think she like worked at like a like a beauty shop yeah. or something. And I, I remember I ended up buying tickets to Every Time I Die. Her and I are still Facebook friends, by the way. Really? Yeah. I, like She came up on my Facebook. I'm like, oh, man, I forgot yeah. about you. She was cool. And... uh I remember, I, so I invite her out. She goes, hey, um, I'm going to be a little late, but I'll show up. And then she shows up with, like, her boyfriend. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That was, it sucked. I was with <laughs> I was with Andy, and I remember that's when Andy threw up in the pit of Every Time I Die, and then they signed the poster oh, yeah. and put party till you puke. puke. <laughs> yes. There was a fajita bar, a uh, taco bar, like, they had set up before. And once she showed up with, like, her boyfriend or guy she was talking to like i was just like fuck this and andy though was making like the craziest talk he's like yeah bro you gotta get everything on here you gotta put fucking onions you gotta put jalapenos cheese salsa and he like made these monster fajita burritos and then he jumps in the pit during the show and then in the middle of the mosh pit just throws up everywhere dude and then after the show we go over the booth because they're signing merch and Keith Buckley or Jordan Buckley, I can't remember one of them, uh, gave him like a gutter phenomenon poster. 
and was like, hey, you were the guy in the pit that threw up everywhere. <laughs> and end up, uh, end up writing like, uh, party till you puke. Yeah. yeah and they, they all signed the poster. So I, I have, to, we can't talk about every time I die without giving a shout out to Kyle. Cause Kyle is the person who got us into every time I die. True. Cause I remember when we, cause you and Kyle bonded on fucking hair metal. Yeah, we were like listening to Poison and, and like Motley bon Crue together, Jovi, like all the time. Dude, that was the first time we became friends. Yeah. Was we were drinking and we were listening to Bon Jovi. Yeah, and singing Bon Jovi together. Yeah, like Living fucking three o'clock in the prayer. morning. Um, Thank God those neighbors were never there. <laughs> but then I remember, I remember that he brought up like every time I die, and you were like. Oh, I've never heard of this band before. And we played, we were listening to Hot Damn. Yeah, and I could not tell when a song yeah. started or stopped. You're like, man, this song's long. And Kyle was like, dude, they're already on the sixth track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell. It was just like, doo, 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 doo. and I, yeah, I was like, dude, I loved it though. Yeah, and I remember Zeke was in the Every Time I Die at the time, and he would always get drunk and be like, yeah, man, my favorite part is when he's like, uh, there's an army at my window waiting to lose his fight. And he said that fucking 20 times that night because he yep. forgot that he had said it before. Yeah, I remember that, too. <laughs> and uh, when in Rome, we shall do as the Romans and when in hell, we take shots, shots at, at the, the bar. bar. Oh, man. I saw them. They were the last band I saw at Warp Tour ever. Um, the la Well, I only went to one Warp Tour and that was an offering and we saw them. That was the last time I saw them. So, yeah, they um. Their new stuff's good too. I like their old stuff better, but their new stuff's really good. They're they, coming in they November. They really never put a bad album yeah. out, I think, honestly. And lyrically, he's still great. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's underrated uh, when it comes to uh, lyrics. He was an like English teacher, right? Yeah, he was an English yeah. teacher. And he was like home for the summer, and so, his brother had a band. So that was also the year you became a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I bring that up because cause every time uh. I die. Are Buffalo Bills fans? Yeah, and that was a year that we like Cowboys. The Cowboys won the first five For games. For the record, I am a Saints fan. Number oh. one, okay. You were a Cowboys fan. I love because I, I watch all the Cowboys. Okay, because you were a Lions fan before that, and we converted you into a Cowboys fan. My dad tried to make me a Lions fan, <laughs> but I think I really fell in love with football watching yeah. Cowboys games with y'all. Yeah, for sure. And I remember it was a, like a Sunday night game or maybe a Monday night game, and they were playing. The Cowboys were playing the Bills, and the Cowboys came back and won with a field goal at the last second. I think so. I really got emotional about a game. Yeah, and uh, I remember we were going crazy, and you went on every time I die's MySpace. And they blocked me. They blocked you because you were like, you don't live too ready to cry. Go Cowboys, and they yeah. fucking blocked you. Yeah. Every time I die, block me. You don't live till you're ready to cry. Oh my gosh! Oh, those are such good times, man. I, I oh man, I love it. Those were weird times. Remember, reality TV was coming out. No, we're was, all into Rock of Love, dude. And I remember I was in love with uh, New York. Tiffany, yeah, I love New York. Yeah, I was yeah. like in love with that chick, dude. <laughs> That's she was like the pre Nicki Minaj and all that kind of stuff. It was some weird stuff. I, I mentioned you in the late night swipes because you showed me how to like look up people on MySpace, like pre Facebook, like you could find anybody on MySpace, and I, I was actually gonna I'm, I might so do it, but I, after what Aaron Rodgers did on Sunday night, I want to write something about Aaron Rodgers because I remember the first time when he jumped into the game against the Cowboys, it was you, me, Kyle, and Crystal. 
We're trying to find guys before Thursday night football was on like it was still on NFL Network and NFL Network was new. So a lot of places didn't have it and we didn't have it. That's right. So we were like driving place to place. We ended up in fucking Bennigan's in Round Rock. Oh, my God. And uh, I remember we were were watching and that's when Aaron Rodgers came in because Brett Favre got hurt in the second quarter. And uh, he had a pretty good game. But I remember uh, that there was a really cute hostess. And all you had going off of it was her first name and that she worked at Bennigan's. And you found her on MySpace in like 10 minutes when we got home. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Dude, I do remember that now. Wow. (laughs) This podcast is bringing back a lot of memories, man. There's a lot of these like little things that happened that for some reason stuck with me. Yeah, a lot of them, we never really documented them because social media, it was just basically MySpace. So nothing was really documented. Yeah. So a lot of these stories, man, <laughs> that is weird. I forgot about that. Oh man, dear Lord. So we, we, we're an hour in this one. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about at the moment? Um, I mean, you said you want to talk about football. Yeah, we can talk, talk about, about football. some football. This is a good transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, Besides, like finding people on MySpace, you know what? Like MySpace now, I think Justin Timberlake owns it. Yeah, he like co-owns it. I've I go on every once in a while if I want to find like old pictures. I can't remember my login. I think I logged into it maybe a couple years ago. I remembered something or, and I saw some old pictures and I downloaded as many as I could, and they were all cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah, dude. They were. I was just like, Do you remember taking me to the Ross because you wanted me to try girl pants? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, dude, I wear like a size 12, man. I don't want to wear girl pants. I know. I was like, dude, you just got to. I oh, my gosh. And I only strictly wear girl pants. Yeah. I think that that's why to this day I don't have a kid is I killed all my sperm. <laughs> just like strangling my balls in those things. I remember I even came out of the fucking fitting room. And you're like, yeah, give me a turn. Give me a turn. <laughs> I don't know, man. We had people coming up asking how long we've been dating and shit. Oh, yeah. People people thought we were gay a lot, yeah. bro. Um but being in Austin they were accepting of it. <laughs> that was your first uh, your first gay bar was in Austin, right? I remember I didn't oh, go. Oh yeah, I got kicked out and they cut my ID cuz I was taking um buttery nipples in into the restaurant. Yeah. Cuz I worked at this Chili's and I was the only straight guy who worked at this Chili's with a bunch of older guys and uh they all like invited me out to oil can Harry's maybe <laughs> and yeah it was like my first gay bar I had X's on my hand though and they caught me taking shots and then they clipped the edge of my ID and that basically um, I guess like terminated my ID or made it like invalid or something but I don't know yeah it wasn't wasn't there a girl that was like slipping you drinks in the restroom yeah well no it was a guy I was like, okay yeah he was giving me screwdrivers not like that. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't was giving me screwdrivers in that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah, he was giving me screwdrivers in the bathroom. I was like, I can pay for it. He's like, no, no, I got you, brother. <laughs> like, they were all trying to convert me. I was all young and hairless. Because <laughs> I remember, too, I had, like, pierced nipples, never wanted to wear a shirt, and I was, like, completely hairless. <laughs> I still have pierced nipples, but now it's like a jungle. Sweet Jesus. And uh, we, went, we went to... <laughs> this is gonna make us sound more gay. We went to go get our first piercings. Not well, my first piercing. I got my lip pierced when you got your eyebrow pierced. Yep, because they had yep. like a special a for special. like fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks. Yep. Next. Yep. 
I remember that when you got your lip pierced too. Dude, my mom didn't talk to me for a week. I remember that. <laughs> Bro, do you remember we were living there and Salvia came out? Dude, I wrote about doing Salvia and it's still on Facebook. And it's just reading it now, it makes me sound like the most like stereotypical like Vision Quest dude. Like even <laughs> na- the name of the like article is Vision Quest, and we were listening to Kid A, yeah, Radiohead, Radiohead. and I had really been into like watching The Matrix with Kid A as the soundtrack, so I fucking went to The Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was. I think that. I don't know if there's any long-term effects from it. It's, it's illegal now, right? No, it's legal. It's still legal? Yeah. Someone told me it was illegal now. but I think in San Antonio you get it. I remember I did it a lot for yeah. some reason. Like I, But it's like a lot of people don't know about it. It's reverse tolerance. So like yeah. the first time you do it, you might not feel anything. But the more you do it, the more intense your trips become. And it got to a point where the weirdest one is when I moved back to San Antonio. And I remember taking it in this room and we were renting this house out, which they should have <laughs> never let us through the trill house. The original, the, the original trill house was our apartment. And then we called this in the trill house, but it was more like a trap house. And, uh, <laughs> there was a room and everyone signed it. Everyone that came over and partied signed the walls. Yeah, yeah. And I remember tripping in that room and going, basically I thought I was like in a kaleidoscope and the kaleidoscope was kind of like, you remember like Rainbow Road on Mario Kart? Yeah, yeah. It was like that. And these symbols, right, were coming at me and I was reading them. Like I knew this language. And of course, when you take Sava, you lose like your concept of time because the trip is only like maybe four minutes. It feels like you're there for hours. Hours, days, days years. Yeah. Like time doesn't exist in that realm of where your mind goes, which I think is like, you know, the other dimension. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't want to get into like all that. That's Stephen Hawking's book. <laughs> fuck me up. But uh, so I'm reading all these symbols. That was by far the most like psychedelic trip I ever had because when I started coming back to reality and like a, a lot of the visuals started fading, I was looking at the walls and seeing the writing and people's names and I couldn't read it because I knew this whole other dialect and, and or this whole other language in oh, my yeah. head. And, all, and English was like, a foreign symbol to me. And then slowly I was like, Oh, that's a D. Oh, that's a E. Like everything started coming back to me, man. That was weird. So when I did it, you and a few other friends came to my house and I remember, and, uh, I had done it a few times already. And we wouldn't like move the table. We were like afraid. Like I, uh, I remember (laughs) I, the first time I did it, I had fun. It was like, it altered reality, but I still knew I was tripping. This time, I didn't know who I was. You, it was freaked all of us yeah, out. Yeah, I smoked a lot in that one, that one turn. And it's reverse tolerance, so like we got like a higher dosage, too. Like We went, went all out. purple. Yeah, yeah. The purple stuff. But it's funny because I, I, I did it a few times after that, too. But every time I did it after that point, it was almost like there were advertisements in the trip. Because I would see the colors that like all of the, the this specific brand of salvia had different colors, like red, green yellow blue yeah, yeah but i would see like there was like like a rainbow of those just those colors and i would see like these people like like almost like they were like advertising to salvia but weird at that point i remember you know at the end of men in black one 
where they start zooming out more and more and more. Yes. It was like like a marble. It was like that, but the opposite. And we kept on zooming in more and more, I guess going into like a molecule base. Mm -hmm. And I I would see these like these like electric balls, which I guess were like kind of like electrons. And like you zoom in more and you see all these like faceless people in like different color sweaters. And each of these sweaters were colors of like the salvia. Like one was red, one, but it was a specific like tone of that color. And they're all hanging on to this like electron. And you see some of them flying off and some of them are just still hanging on. And it was like the whole point of their existence was to hang on to this electron for as long as they live. And when they let go, they died. And I remember at one point I started zooming in more and you actually go into the electron. And then there's those people with these sweaters don't have any faces can't tell if it's a man or a woman and they're all marching together and i'm not like i'm not me like i'm just a thought like i don't even know what i am i don't yeah. know eric is like foreign to me you know yeah you're and you're I, your spirit being yeah pretty much and i remember going into this crowd and then they were started going the opposite way like they were dragging me in and i physically felt like i was being dragged well, i remember watching you on the couch and you were moving yeah like you were like looked like your body was getting pulled left and right yeah and yeah that's when we moved the coffee table because we were like dude you might because i fell forward in the coffee table didn't i yeah that yeah we had to move it all it was scary bro yeah, like, i remember you you guys said that i i fell on the coffee table and then i pulled myself up and it's just like this big ass line of drool coming. drool like you it was but that happens too like yeah. you salivate a lot yeah Maybe that's why they call it salvia. Yeah, maybe. Actually, no. That's the plant, I think. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> so I'm being pulled and all of a sudden I see like I look up and like there's like the sky. I see you and two of our other friends who I won't name who are like in my living room and I'm like, those guys look familiar. Like I feel like I need to go towards that. Yeah. And I started like trying to swim towards that. And then, like little by little, it all that's started how you coming back to got me. out of your And I remember waking up on my dog's pillow on the floor i started out on the couch and i woke up on yeah. the floor i think one of our friends i was i was about to fall back on my towel and he like threw the pillow underneath my head yeah. so i didn't like crack my head open that had to be the most like violent trip yeah. i ever like it was witnessed. weird man it was it was it was just like it was like the matrix it felt like you know like the end you know that one part in the matrix where they're having that big like techno dance yeah. orgy scene or whatever that's what it felt like And I remember for like an hour after that, everything I was doing was like behind. You know how you watch a video on YouTube sometimes on Bluetooth and like you hear it, but the mouth moves like a split second later. Yeah. Like the audio's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my mind. synced up. Yeah, my mind wasn't synced with my actions. Like I was thinking like, oh, like my head's sweaty. I need to wipe my forehead. And right when I think I need to wipe my forehead, my forehead's already wiped. Like I already wiped my own oh, forehead. Yeah, that's so, it was. It was. I nuts. felt that coming out of it. They called the glow. Yeah, and I remember I wouldn't. The glow will last for like it, a good hour. I remember I wouldn't shut the fuck up for like an hour or two. I just kept on talking. Yeah, that's how my life is. <laughs> <laughs> I went on to Salvia, man. I was. You know what? I'm. I'm gonna look that up real quick. Is it legal in Texas still? I don't think so. I feel like I've never seen it. But then again, I'm not looking for it either. Yeah, I mean, shit. That was over. Is salvia legal? And I feel like I've seen it. It's illegal now. Yeah, that's what I thought, man. All parts of the plant, including the seeds and extracts. Dude, wow. I remember almost all of America now. For for a while, during that like hour or so the afterglow or whatever, I was I wasn't convinced that this was real. Like this life that we're in. Like I wasn't sure if this was real or that other thing that I was in was real. 
and uh, it. it I, that's why I think I don't know if you remember, but I had to like walk outside because I needed to see the, see like, something that was yeah. real. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing when you're coming out of it, like like seeing people's names or like yeah. English. Like you want you're trying to gravitate towards that because it's scary when I in, until you've actually experienced the feeling of no time. It's scary. Yeah. It's like, because I remember being in one trip, this is when I was living in Leon Valley with, you know, a, <laughs> a very interesting person. <laughs> and uh, I, I, the trip was only maybe three minutes long, but it was one where I, where I felt like, like I wasn't going to get out of it. Yeah. And I think that may have been like the last time I did it. Which obviously was the most intense because yeah. I did it so many times before, but the feeling of I'm stuck here, like yeah, like I am now. I'm I'm done with like this plane, Earth. I'm out of this three dimensional plane, and I'm here now forever. And that feeling, like when I was coming out of it, was so fucking scary. Yeah, dude. dude. I don't think I ever touched it again. Like, I feel like, like that whole concept is me. I used to freak out about like the afterlife because I didn't know what it was. And I feel like going to whatever I went to has made it like, okay, the afterlife won't be nearly as bad as that. No, you know? it's got to be. I mean, energy can't be created nor destroyed. Yeah. And that thing took our minds. It opened up parts of our mind that maybe shouldn't be opened up. Yeah. <laughs> that, maybe that's why it's illegal now. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's got to, it's been fucking long time I don't since. know if there's any I don't recall any like physical like effects of it but like mental effects definitely I think to this day have still like I think mostly for the better like I feel more open to things and I feel like I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm more open like psychologically but also I, I think about things that freak me out more than, than they used to you know how so like just uh just my sense of being and like my sense of like what makes me happy and things like that. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely like kind of makes me like look at my life a little bit more critically, and not like in what I've like achieved or anything. It's just but like being alive in general. Yeah. It, that sounds like a bunch of like kind of looping around and saying nothing and saying a million things and saying nothing, but that's what it feels like, you know. Okay, but it's a pers- it's a weird perspective yeah. changer for sure. Um, it definitely makes you feel. Small, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very small, insignificant almost, yeah. yeah, especially. Yep, one of the weirdest ones of a friend of ours, um, thought he was like a garden hose on the side of a house. He lived there like through three, th- uh, uh, a man and wife got married, they had a kid, the kid grew up, had kids of her own, like they lived, he lived there for 30 years, yeah, and it was like a 10 minute his- trip, yeah, sweet Jesus, <laughs> man. No wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must have just got more powerful and powerful. And then people just couldn't take it. I yeah, I think people were... Because I remember the first time I watched someone do it, there was a couple that lived downstairs. It's scary to watch someone do yeah. it. Because they start... Yeah. And their eyes roll back and then you get scared for them, kind of. There is a couple that lived downstairs from my friends. Uh, and they uh, the, the, the woman did it. And she... Like, she was kind of like what I was talking about. Like, she didn't know what was real and what wasn't. Her boyfriend had to, like, grab her, take her outside, and be like, look, that's your car. 
that's a tree. You know, this is our apartment, you know? And yeah. It wasn't until then that she, cause she was like refusing. She was like, no, this is, it was kind of like inception, you know, the wife Mal and inception, she thinks it's a dream. That's what it kind of felt like. Like she thought this was all a dream and she was trying to figure out a way to get back to where she was at. And that's how I felt. No, too. that's kind of, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, that's, that's how I felt. That's but it, why it, instead of a dream, it takes you to like fucking yeah. another, I don't know, like outside the Milky Way, outside yeah. everything, bro. Like not even it's this universe. Like an inter, like it's like, yeah, it's like an inside out kind of situation. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's why I went outside because I remember he did that and like weirdly enough, it calmed me down. Yeah. Being able um, to see grass and a tree and be like, all right. Yeah, you get kind of almost like nihilistic feels out of it. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> it definitely was a weird perspective changer for me. Um, shit, I'm, I guess I'm glad it's illegal now. Yeah. I don't think kids need to be doing that. At least because probably it, the grade just got way too much for people. Yeah. And I know some people have like, there were reports of like them like killing themselves because they weren't able to accept this reality. I don't know how cute it is. That could just be propaganda. But True. They, yeah. Well, it's a lot of things going on. Kratom. People are like, oh, those oh, people yeah. did Kratom and now they jumped off and killed themselves. But then they're all, they do a toxicology report and there's like Kratom in them. But there's also like benzodiazepines and meth and all this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And the the parents refuse to drink water too. Did the water make them go crazy? Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> you know, I think Kratom might be next for, you know, getting on the chopping block for something that helps people with like opiate problems and People are take tramadol and all these pain pills. It's like some Indonesian leaf and all these people. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I, I I hate the fucking the pharmaceutical companies and the bankers do it. They're like two things that rants on this podcast probably the most about. Yeah, it's just the bankers and it's modern day slavery is what it is. And then they're slowly that. Why is everyone getting cancer? Because you're all taking these fucking pills, you know, which. I've I've delved into and I have a prescription for benzodiazepines, but I definitely know it's not good. And I've I've witnessed family members who are on them, and I'm just seeing like how it's affecting their lives and how it's breaking them down mentally and physically. And it hurts me knowing that there's natural remedies out there yeah. that would solve taking 12 different pills a day just to not feel pain or be normal. But that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother subject. But man. um what time is it now? Yeah, man. Well, we can wrap this thing up. Yeah, I think that's a good closing, actually. I yeah. wasn't expecting to sit here and talk about doing drugs. but <laughs> well, You know, it was legal when we did it. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was did anything illegal at the time. Because, man, that was back in 2007. Seven through 10, I think, for me at least. I think the last time I did it was around 09 or 10. Yeah. Maybe 8. I think the last time I did it was like 2010. Shit. Which is like eight years ago. Yeah. That's weird to think. Man, we've been friends for over a decade. Yeah. Bro. Man, well, it was good having you in here. Oh, man. thanks for having me. I'd love to do it again. Yeah. Well, there's definitely going to be a part two. For sure. Okay, cool. And we need to get pregame in here so we can talk about some football. You got to get I've, your brother. I don't want to be a tease about this, but there's a great story about you and pregame going to a Taco Cabana late at night. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And I was wearing a leopard skin bra. <laughs> Oh, an old dirty bastard was playing. Yes, I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, we'll leave that for next episode. Next time we get together and do this, uh, make sure you check uh, 
Check everything Eric's doing out on StickerFridge.com. Uh, follow him on Instagram at Juan Mayer and Twitter. Follow him on Twitter at Juan Mayer. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Um, no, I'm good. No? Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. It was dude. a lot of fun. Thank you, and it's good to catch up with you, man. And I'm a little hungry, too. Maybe uh, we get some little water burger or some shit after all this. All right. <laughs> all right. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Remember, uh, if, if you're uh, sharing this with your friends and they have an Android, get the Stitcher app. Uh, thank you for the support. Subscribe, uh, rate, review, do all that fun stuff, and uh, stay black. Love y'all. Peace.